Now for more, we're joined on the line by uh, Mohamed Nala, Head of uh, Strategic Research at NetBank Corporate and Investment Bank. Good morning to you, Mohamed. Morning, Bong. Good morning to the listeners. Lead story in uh, many newspapers, of course, is uh, Brussels terror attack weighing on markets. What are you seeing on your screens? So, I mean, unfortunately, it was rather quiet yesterday on the back of expectations that, as you mentioned, there's a public holiday, it's a shortened trading week, and so all of this really talking to a market that was just very generally quite relaxed. Uh, and unfortunately, the terror attacks in Brussels caused much stir. We saw a lot of risk off materialize. Initially, we saw massive pressure come through in terms of the European bosses. Uh, as you mentioned in your intro, they managed to push and close marginally into positive territory. But I guess the big beneficiary on an intraday basis was, was gold. Uh, gold tended to benefit on the back of safe haven demand. And we actually saw that price push up to around 1260 that's $1,260 an ounce, uh, very temporarily. But subsequent to that, I mean, we actually saw some commentary come out of the Fed, and we'll talk a little bit about that just now, uh, which saw that price ease off. But the general risk of sentiment, I guess, weighing on markets, we saw our own boss tracking lower throughout most of the day. Uh, and in these very restrained or constrained liquidity environments, as you're seeing in a shortened trading week, uh, the moves do tend to be a little bit more outsized than ordinarily would be experienced. Fed speakers continue to point to a more hawkish view supporting the dollar, but uh, pushing bond yields higher. Yeah, that, that's kind of the point I, I alluded to just now. So we had this initial risk off. It supported gold. It in, in fact, it initially supported U.S. Treasuries as well. We saw their bonds trading a little bit lower. And th- this has been interesting in that, you know, over the course of the last two or three weeks, more or less, we've had Fed speakers talking very dovish, saying, you know, yes, rates are very low already, uh, and they're quite comfortable with that. We had a very dovish Janet Yellen at their last FOMC. But recently, specifically over the course of the last three or four engagements that we've had from various Fed speakers, they started sounding more hawkish. They're saying, uh, you know, it's not inconceivable. Yesterday we had the Fed, uh, Evans coming out saying that uh, two additional hikes from the Fed this year is not that unreasonable. Where previously he was favoring, you know, kind of a a forecast at the lower end of the spectrum. He's now seeing a forecast at the the middle end of the spectrum. So on that basis, I think that's causing a little bit of a stir in the market. It's too very supportive of the U.S. dollar. We've seen that dollar index trend a little bit stronger as well, uh, but that then leading to pressure on U.S. bonds and also the reason why we saw gold trade from 1260 all the way back down to the 1230s, uh, that's because the market's now speculating that the Fed might just hike rates, uh, if not as soon as the April meeting, certainly by the June meeting. I know if you have a look at the market expectations, it's currently pricing in roughly around a 50% probability of a hike at that June meeting. So I think this is going to weigh on the Saab's deliberations. Uh, it's why I think that they could still possibly follow through with further rate hikes domestically as well. But let's see how that actually plays out in the coming months. China also trying to manage currency volatility in the near term with uh, speculative tax uh, being discussed. So, so this has been, I guess, the wild card is that everyone's concerned around China. Are they slowing? Aren't they slowing? Uh, but yeah, you'll recall toward the latter part of last year, the Chinese got the IMF to agree to include the Chinese yuan in terms of the, the special drawing rights. Uh, and this effectively positions the yuan as, as more of a global reserve currency. Now, what's happened over the course of the last several months is we've actually seen that yuan weaken uh, quite materially against the U.S. dollar. Remember, the Chinese currency is a pegged currency. 
Uh, and they've been trying to manage some of that volatility. Uh, what happened is that yesterday we actually saw them set the, the yuan fixing rate a lot lower, but now they're looking at uh, potentially implementing a, a tax. It's called the Tobin tax, and this is, would be a tax on any speculative transactions in the Chinese yuan. Now, I'm certainly not an advocate for any additional distortions to the market. It is already a controlled currency, uh, but this certainly will be, will be something that Chinese authorities will explore, and it looks as though they're going to try and implement this rather soon. Uh, my summation of this is I guess the Chinese are trying to prepare for that U.S. Federal Reserve hike, as I just mentioned, uh, because should we see that hike materialize, it might actually accelerate the pace of capital outflows from China, and they're going to want to limit the kind of damage that gets done to the Chinese economy.